the story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. The story of my life. No respect. That ain't got no respect at all. They couldn't score and fell flat. And the 40 shots on goal was 40 shots on goal was a little deceiving. Yeah. And even though they had some really good opportunities, surprisingly, they need to play with that intensity. If those last three, four minutes, the Rangers sometimes don't play at their best level against lower-tier teams. Here's Johnny! Nope, this is Ranger Proud, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, here on the Bleed Blue Show. Hey, yes, we are. The Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud. Conference Finals, Florida. Carolina, Dallas, Vegas. Let's talk about it because we only have 30 minutes to knock this off the park. Let's have some fun. We'll start with the Eastern Conference and get to the Western Conference. Let's get them all on right now. Carl, what's going on, man? How you doing? And uh, we'll bring on Glenn after that. How you doing, sir? Good evening, Steve. The sun is not up today here in Dallas, but last night the sun was definitely shining in that 2-1 to one Game 7 victory. Yeah, it was. It really was, man. And crucial mistakes in that game by Seattle. But we'll talk about that and get your analysis and perspective on that. And, Glenn, what's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm good, guys. Uh, It's uh, unusual to be uh, on with you guys without me having a hockey game on in the background. I think the first time probably since October. But, uh, yep, we're down to our final four, uh, a a fairly unlikely final four. And, uh, you know, some some series were really good. Some weren't that good. Mostly the West was uh, pretty good. But uh, we'll talk about it, like you said, Steve. Yeah, let's let's fly right through this, Carl. Um, let's uh, get to you know. Let's start with the Eastern Conference, and I think it was over after the series was three nothing Florida. It was just a matter of time. Uh, uh, the Panthers put it in a way. They had two overtime game winners. One. Uh, by Sam, uh, by Cousins, and by the other one by Sam Reinhardt in the game three. Yeah, Toronto got one, but Florida is playing on. They're just such on a roll right now. And, of course, Carolina thoroughly went through the Devils, like, ignorantly bad. Like So we got those two teams uh, from the eastern side of the bracket. And, one, like I said, four teams. And, you know, it's not it's not too often, Carl, that four teams in, you know, warmer climate uh, cities uh, re- representing the NHL Conference Finals. Your thoughts? In the Easter Conference, uh, then we'll get Glenn's thoughts, and then I'll chime in on on that on those two series. Yeah, you know it, it's very um, unusual and in a lot of ways somewhat refreshing um, to to have two sort of. I, I don't want I don't want to consider Carolina to be a fresh face because if you kind of look at the last I'd say about since the lockout, I think they've been at a conference final. Glenn, you could probably check this. I think they've been at a conference finals four times, if I believe if I have that correct. Um, and been to the final once with the, coming out of the lockout that they won. So they, you know, they have been pretty much entrenched in being in that final eight, final four uh, of the Eastern Conference for a long time now. And to see what they have done in this postseason. Now, perhaps they got a more favorable matchup uh, in watching the way that that series sort of played out. There was a lot of things that I saw where I just said, boy, if I, if I just replace the Devils with another team there, the something tells me the results might have been different. And, you know, hey, listen, the, the bounces, you know, were what the bounces were. And in that series, a lot, there was a lot of basically uneven games, a lot of blowouts, you know, on, on both sides, except for the Devils when they won game three. But, listen, Carolina, despite the injuries, despite everything that has happened to them the last, I would say, three months in terms of players going down, they've been able to manufacture a, a style of play to be able to be effective enough against the right opponents. 
they got the Islanders who don't score a lot, and they were able to keep the games in a, in a fashion in which they were able to take advantage. And then a Devils team, perhaps a little bit of overaggression, but they were able to sort of stay play and play under control and get just enough goaltending to be able to, uh, to to handle the Devils. And now in this series against Florida, you know, Florida, as you watch them through this postseason, when they were down three games to one, you know, I, I remember saying before the series started against Boston, I was like, these guys are not going to win a game against Boston. I think a lot of people thought that too, but to see how they have, to see how they have grown over this period of time. Now, Maybe they're riding this magic carpet ride of, a, of postseason fluky results, but you know the the way they outtuffed Toronto. That was the one thing that just stuck out. That mm-hmm. you know Florida was willing to go into areas to to get to be successful, and Toronto, kind of like the Rangers, were 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 designed to play a game that was going to go one way and not be what Florida uh, got them into. And unfortunately for Toronto, that's how that series ended. You know. Florida has been, you know, the trade. It took a little while. Remember, they were the number one seed in the conference on on that bracket last year. Disappointing loss to uh, to Tampa. Had the, you know, made some adjustments. Came back this year. Started a little slow. Nearly would have missed the playoffs at Pittsburgh. Not lost the last game of the season. And here they are. So I think the the money line on the on uh, on DraftKings was I think Carolina minus one forty. So that would suggest a, a six to seven game series. And I would anticipate that as well. Let's go to Glenn and get his thoughts, and then we'll bring on Scott. Glenn, what are your thoughts on the, the two uh, you know, finalists in the East, uh, Florida and Carolina, and the route they got to where they are right now? And then we'll bring on Scott, get their quick thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at Carolina, when they lost Svechnikov, a lot of people thought that they just weren't going to be able to uh, have enough firepower, uh, myself included. Uh, you know, their goal tending is... <laughs> Huh? Yeah, and I mean their goaltending is you know okay, um, you know it's not anything to be special. Uh, Freddie Anderson's a, a good goaltender, um, but uh, you know I mean that team and I've said this before, uh, that team just epitomizes the type of player that their coach was. Um, he has come up with a system. You know they talk about uh, uh, having a, a team of interchangeable parts, and it. That team has bought into his system as much as any team I've seen. And it, it, it doesn't matter almost who's out on the ice. Um, you know, they, can, they, they adhere to that style. They have patience. And, uh, you know, they're just a reflection of, uh, of their coach. And uh, obviously the last time they won the Stanley Cup, he was their captain. So uh, that shouldn't be very surprising to, uh, to us the way they play. But it was surprising to me that uh, they've gotten this far after uh, losing Sveshnikov. Uh, turnover to uh, Florida, how ironic. Last year they, they, they're scoring five goals a game. They uh, win the President's Trophy, and then they very unceremoniously get dumped in the first round, just swept right out of the playoffs. And then this year you got a team that, uh, as Carl said, uh, if Pittsburgh didn't lose that last game of the season, might not have even gotten into the playoffs. So they get in by the skin of their teeth, and now here they are uh, after two uh, 4-1 blowouts of the, the two best teams probably in the Atlantic Division. And uh, I keep waiting for uh, it to strike midnight for Sergei Bobrovsky and have him turn into a pumpkin, but hasn't happened. And, uh, you know, we can go back and talk about that trade uh, between Calgary and uh, Florida uh, over the summer with uh, uh, Florida getting Matthew Kachuk 
And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at least I did, and I think we did too. We're kind of amazed at how, uh, you know, Calgary did a pretty good job of uh, rebuilding after losing both Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau. But uh, it seems here that uh, obviously with Calgary not making the playoffs and Florida in the finals that the Panthers got the best of that deal as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, th- there might be some pixie dust going down in uh, South Florida. So, uh, you know, this is a very evenly matched uh uh, series as far as I'm concerned with the way Florida has been playing. Uh, and like Carl said, you know, we're probably looking at a six or seven game series, but uh, there might be some magic going on down in uh, South Florida. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. You said a lot what I would have said, and I'll definitely follow up after Scott speaks his piece on the Eastern conference. I know he was giddy as hell. Uh, the devil's going out. <laughs> uh, he's been making a whole X, X mark off the list for all the teams he, he's won. <laughs> I think we're, I think mission accomplished at this point except for Vegas, right? But we'll get to Vegas in the, uh, the next uh, 15. Yeah, yeah. And three, I've, you know, every year since the Rangers are never going to win a Stanley Cup, <laughs> I'm reduced to hater status, uh, you know, once the Rangers go out. So this year, uh, my hater status featured four teams, the Islanders, of course, the Devils, uh, Toronto and Vegas. And uh, three out of four, they're operating at 75 percent right now. So that's not bad with, uh, you know, if I had to pick one of those. four, Actually, no, never mind. I was going to say if I had to pick one of those four that had to win the Stanley Cup, I'd say Vegas. No, it would be. Toronto. Um, not, not a fan of Vegas at all. But um, yeah, as, uh, as for the East, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with either of those teams. Uh, you know, Florida is, you, you know, honestly, I, I, on a post today, I described them as the best uh, Cinderella story in, we've seen in sports, in all of sports, since, uh, uh, since Miracle on Ice. I mean, you know, maybe honorable mention, the 2007 Giants, but, uh, you know, they're up there with, with what they did to Boston, and, and, and that, uh, that, that train just keeps rolling. Um, you know, I, I was watching, um, I mean, I watched a lot of that series with, with Toronto, but specifically that third period, and I, and I, I sent a text to one of my friends who's a hockey player in that third period. I said, is Toronto really this terrible? in their own zone or is Florida that that great in their own, you know, in the attacking zone. I mean, that, that just ferocious forecheck, you know, basically the thing that the, the, the devils did to us after game two, uh, this ferocious forecheck and, and Carolina is the same, uh, the same way. Uh, you know, they just wear you down. They come out with the puck in the corners, things like things the Rangers can't do. <laughs> um, and they're just very, very exciting teams to watch, both of them. I think uh, Carolina and Florida, the two very similar styles. And um, I'm okay with with either one of them. I mean, on one hand, you got, uh, you know, Florida, this great Cinderella story. On the other hand, you got Carolina, who I've always been a, you know, a, I've always had them on the secondary list of my teams. Uh, they're probably the one exception to the rule. Had they beaten the Rangers last year in that series, probably the one time in my life I would have broken the rule about a team that knocked mine out uh, having my blessing. You know, I'm okay with them. As I mentioned before, I used to live down there when they won the cup. I, I worked for the arena. First time I got to touch the cup was when they won it. Um, and of course, you know, having taken care of both the Islanders and the Devils for us in the same playoffs. I mean, 
mean, it would be kind of rude <laughs> of us at this point not, not, not to continue to root for him. So I'm very <laughs> excited about that series. Uh, you know, you got two very just, just teams that don't quit at all. You know, forget the no quit in New York. Uh, you know, no quit in Carolina and Florida. Florida absolutely can wear that banner. Um, you know, it started with Boston, and they just keep doing it. They just do not go away. Um, and, you know, they just get that goal. And they get those – they get those you know, like the Rangers' goals are, are are highlight reel goals. You know, the Rangers' goals are for are you know from those incredible passing plays. And the problem with that is that when the passing plays dried up, the goals dry up. Uh, Florida generates those 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 blue collar goals. You know, those those working man goals. Just you know, just goals that come out of nowhere just because of their hard work. And you know, that that that's a likable team. That's 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 a playoff. But their team born for the playoff that can score goals like that. And I think Carolina, to a slightly lesser extent, the same kind of deal. And, um, yeah, the – I forgot who was speaking before me. Glenn or Carl said that, uh, you know, looked like all was gone. Uh, even my, my Carolina friends even said once they lost Sveshnikov, they didn't even think of themselves as a contender. Uh, but they looked very, very good. They look like they haven't missed a beat uh, here once these playoffs started. So uh, I, I think even without Sveshnikov, they are a legitimate threat. Uh, to you know, to, to finish this thing off, and so as for the East, yeah, I'm very, very excited about that series. This is a this is going to be a good, just smash mouth playoff. You know, hot, the way of the way a playoff two two teams, the way a playoff series should be, uh, the way both those teams play the game. Probably going to be a bunch of overtimes. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm good with either team, but I'm rooting for Carolina. I agree with you, Scott. Did you guys um, all? Hold on, hold on, Carl. Let me get real quick before you ask a question. I, okay. I, I was really surprised that Florida took out Toronto in the matter that they did, and it's to the point what you said, Scott, as far as their um, blue collar. They they just wore them out. They wore out the Maple Leafs. Go ahead, Carl. What is your your quick question before I uh, get my two cents in before I go back to you? Not, not necessarily a question, but had uh, we were talking about that last result of the of the last game of the regular season, had that result been flipped? the following three things would have happened. The Rangers would have played Carolina. Florida would have played New Jersey instead of Boston. And Boston would have played the Islanders. Think of how the playoffs would have mm-hmm. looked if those three matchups had occurred and how the playoffs would have played out in both mm-hmm. sides of the bracket had that happened as opposed to the bracket that we got with the right. other result that took place the last game of the season. Right, right. Good point. And and, and to the, to your point, and Boston probably would still be in it. I mean, that's probably the also like other teams, uh, how teams were playing. Uh, the Bruins probably would still be in it if it wasn't for how that happened at the last game of the year. It, it, it's crazy how this thing works in the NHL because you could ride the hot skates or the hot hockey stick. And these teams just get on a roll, like, you know, St. Louis one year when they were literally in last place in January and on the way to a Stanley Cup and win in Boston. Uh, what I noticed out of Florida, also to add on what Glenn said before I go back to Carl, get to the West, uh, they got so much balance. Like, you don't know where it's coming from. Like like you said, uh, Glenn, you know, the, the trade definitely worked out in Florida's favor uh, for Jonathan Huberto and Matthew Kachuk had just been – he's been a monster – uh, for them, uh, these playoffs and Sam Reinhardt, who played all those years with the uh, with the Sabers, Brandon Montour's given them a lot of points from the defensive p- position, and Carter Vanehi. I mean, they're just getting it from everywhere. So you just don't know who you can hone on, and and, and it goes to how I looked at the Vegas Edmonton series because I think we all know everything comes through 
the top guys on uh, Edmonton and Dries Idol and uh, Connor McDavid. Um, but a- outside of that, it's really nothing. And Vegas kind of has a similar situation. We'll get to the West right now. Um, we'll get the predictions at the very end. But, Carl, let's get to the West because I know you're re- really locked in with that Stars and Kraken series, right? And um, that was a very fun series to watch. Even um, Seattle in game six. But game seven, like I said in the beginning, the crucial turnover at the blue line and hence has been, a, as, a, as expected, been a monster. And the Wyatt Johnston beautiful backhand goal to get the extra goal. Uh, Stars and Golden Knights. And Golden Knights, what the way they came back in those two games, down twice, uh, down multiple times in games five, one time at home and the other time on the road, and getting, the, getting it done. And Jack Eichel, we, we haven't really brought him up a lot this season because we've been heavy rangers, but uh, it seems like it's paying off dividends with the Vegas Golden Knights. But, Carl, uh, your thoughts on how it ended in the great, very good game seven. Uh, cracking in, in stars and as well as uh, Golden Knights uh, getting past the Oilers. What are your thoughts on those two, two series and how the, the conference finals in the West is looking? Yeah, you know, last night there was, uh, at least in the town, you know, the there was a lot of nervous energy, I had thought. You know, the way the way that the first period had been had played out, you know, Dallas had been getting a, a I'd say two-thirds of the shot attempts, but you looked at the score, there was no score, and both goaltenders had really brought, uh, I thought, their, their A game to the, uh, to the dance. And so I remember saying, I was like, you know what, the only way somebody's going to score tonight is off of either a, a weird deflection or a bad, you know, a bad defensive you know, turnover. And just as you know it, the, the Hintz goal, where it came off, it came off a, you know, just a, a you know, bouncing play, the defenseman missed it, and then it came right to Hintz, boom, one nothing. I said, I think that's all that Ottinger is going to need tonight. You know the way he, the way he was looking, and once they got that second goal with Johnson, I said, "There's no way Seattle is going to be able to score enough tonight." Um, you know, it's, it's it's funny. Ottinger this whole postseason has not played well, but in the game that they needed him to play well, he finally came up with a a good performance. He's isolated by his defense. You know, Seattle does not have a bunch of big time scorers that can you know really dent the scoreboard, but this in that particular series, you know, for whatever reason, you know, Ottinger's just had a couple of just bad lapses, and so they were able to get through that series probably in a few more games than it should have been. But, you know what, hey, they, they, it, they, got, what they, they got the job done, and now they take on a Vegas team here that has been pretty balanced the entire postseason. You know, that Eichel trade you were talking about has, you know, I think last year, I think even, we might have even been trying to talk about, you know, a potential trade for Eichel either last year or the year before, perhaps buying low on on when he was in Buffalo but the criticism had been well he's he's a loser you know what what's Buffalo done with him and sometimes you got to be very careful when you're evaluating players that are not on good teams sometimes a change of scenery sometimes a different environment can can bring something out of a player and you're seeing you know sort of the the, the fruits of the labor finally it took a while because Michael remember he was the second player in the draft taken behind McDavid so that was always going to be a little bit of something. But, you know, the other thing about Vegas, Vegas has some pricks on that team. You know, Petrangelo and, you know, their defense, you know, behind, you know, behind them are just basically like a bunch of trees back there. And so I'm wondering, you know, how Dallas is going to be able to sort of, you know, counter the, the Vegas defense uh, in this series. The, the, the series, I'm looking at the line here, Vegas is a, about a minus 150 favorite. Nah, that sounds about right. 
you know, so Dallas is going to have to do some work here to be able to uh, to get this done. Um, but hey, listen, I, if, if Vegas wins in, in less than six games, I would not be shocked. Um, I feel I've always felt like Dallas is short a defenseman um, the whole year, and I wonder if it's going to come uh, into play uh, in this particular series. And you know, probably the last thing to piggyback on this, you know, if you look at the outside of Ottinger. The four goal, the other three goaltenders that are in these conference finals are not household names at all. And I think a larger discussion that probably should be had is like, what is the value of the quote unquote great goaltender in today's mm-hmm. NHL? Um, because what am I paying for if I'm paying seven, eight million dollars for a goaltender and I'm not really assured anything? Mm-hmm. Right, right on on that. Right on, Glenn. Your thoughts on the West? Uh... Uh, the, the remaining two and and how the semifinals went out in the West and then get Scott Starks. Yeah, you know, just, just to touch on what Carl just said, I was thinking that uh, on the way home when I was driving home today, I was like, "These Vasilevsky's out, Shesterkin's out. Maybe the Rangers ought to think of a different way of uh, going about it because, like you said, the goaltenders that are still in the, the playoffs, um, you know, they're not necessarily – uh, like Carl said, household names. Um, so, you know, it's kind of interesting that uh, you do kind of wonder if, if you need a top goalie to win the, uh, uh, you need uh, to win the Stanley Cup, you just need a hot goalie. And that's how it happens most of the time. Um, as far as the West goes, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Vegas is a good team. They've got uh, uh, good balance, um, they've got good scoring. Um, I don't know that I could uh, completely wrap my head around Aiden Smith or, or Aiden Hill uh, skating around with the Stanley Cup, but uh, you know they've uh, I, they've they've done well. I mean they just beat an Edmonton team that's got plenty of scoring. Uh, you know Zach Hyman as well, besides uh, uh, to support uh, Drysaddle and uh, McDavid, and um, you know so they got through that series, and uh, uh, I think they're they're going to be a tough out. For, for Dallas now, Carl knows Dallas better obviously than I do. Uh, if he thinks they're they're short a defenseman, then they very well may be. But when I look at that Dallas team, again, I think they've got uh, you know a good defensive structure, not just the defenseman, but just the the, the team as a whole. Um, they seem uh, you know like they uh, they can forecheck, they can bash check, they've got some scoring. Uh, and I'm a, a big fan of Ottinger. I mean, I think Ottinger is uh, clearly the best goalie left in the playoffs, and I think he's really developed in one of the top goalies in the league. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I think both series are going to be real good series for the uh, hardcore hockey fans to want to watch. I, I wonder uh, with uh, whichever two teams wind up standing uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals and the games go on ABC – I wonder how much of a pull there's going to be for the casual fan, which is what the NHL is always looking for. Um, but I think that uh, both of these series, um, you know, although, you know, we, we might have looked at it uh, more like, geez, you know, if it was Toronto and Boston, if it was the Rangers in Boston, if it was Colorado and somebody, uh, you know, it might have been more compelling. But I think for uh, hockey fans, uh, hardcore hockey fans, both of these series are going to be very interesting to watch. All right, cool. Let's get to Scott and get his and thoughts. Actually, you know, I, do, I, I do have one question for Carl before we, before we move on here. Um, 
you know, we kind of saw Colorado moving up. We had Minnesota having a good year. Uh, Edmonton, you know, went on a big run. Um, I wanted to ask Carl if he saw this, if he saw the Stars uh, getting to this point, say, in December. Um, you know, if he thought that this was possible at that point. I thought, um, Glenn, that Colorado was oh, was going to be the hurdle that they had to get yeah. through to get mm-hmm. to the conference final. So when Seattle knocked them out, that sort of opened up the floodgates in my mind. I said, wait a second, you know, I think they can get to the mm-hmm. final here mm-hmm. if they didn't mm-hmm. have to face them. And so right. that was, you know, they've been they've been a good team all year, but they ha- they hadn't. There was nothing in. And you know the weird thing is the way the Western Conference has been. No, t- every all, about six teams were all about the same, and that's the one thing. There was no team in the Western Conference this year that stuck out and said, "You know what? I'd pick them." And once that was in play, mm-hmm. it sort of left things a little bit open for everybody, stars included. There were, I mean, all the teams basically had their flaws, and they've all pretty much shown them in the in the in this postseason in some form or fashion. So. The stars are basically going to, you know, if they win this, they're basically going to come out of a, a very parity-filled Western Conference this year. Mm-hmm. Much mm-hmm. unlike last year when Colorado was clearly the best team from the start of the season to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get to Scott, and then after that, we're going to get final thoughts so we can wrap up. Go ahead, Scott. Your thoughts on the West? Yeah, we didn't, you know, we didn't focus much on the West, and that it's been pretty much. Uh, standard you know obviously being ranger fans being on the east we're going to focus more on the east we always do but this year especially because you know boston was was far and away better than everyone else the devils carolina toronto the rangers you know it was pretty much you know we we were focused more on the east because that's where most of most of the great teams were um but here we are and i think with the four left uh, with the exception maybe of Carolina, um, it's pretty much it's pretty even of uh, all four I think. And and uh, to answer that question as well, um, I mean yeah, Dallas really was slipped under the radar. You know nobody was really talking about them. And again, that might have something to do with the with the West. Uh, you know just taking a backseat to the East as far as the regular season went in terms of attention. But, uh, you know, they finished with 108 points. They only finished one point behind Colorado. They, they finished on a six-game win streak. So I think them being here uh, is really no surprise. I think, you know, the only two surprises in in the playoffs really are, you know, your top dogs, Carolina. I mean, I mean not Carolina, um, Colorado. And I, I think Vegas had a better record than them, but, you know, they were still Colorado, um, and they came on real strong in the second half of the season. So they were – I think they – even though Vegas finished a little bit ahead of them, I think you would still give Colorado the favorite in that conference uh, status, you know, especially as the defending champs. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't really surprise me with, uh, you know, 108 points and the, and, and the finish, the great finish down the stretch that they had. That does, doesn't really surprise me, them being here. Uh, Vegas, of course, uh, no, they won the conference, so that's not a, a surprise being here either. Uh, and that that's another, uh, I think that's another exciting series. I think, again, you know, because of our East bias, I hate using that term, but uh, it is a real thing, I guess. You know, we think we're going to be more focused on the East Conference, but, uh, you know, that, that West is shaping up to be a good series as well Vegas for you know how much I dislike them are a very exciting team to watch I think they're more of a blend of uh you know the, of that speed and, and finesse as well as that uh you know that 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 uh, working man goal type of uh type of offense they can pretty much do it all they're they're a very complete team and um 
Uh, that, yeah, that's, that should be very interesting. And, and because uh, Dallas kind of came out of nowhere under the radar, I really don't know much about them. I, I did watch uh, uh, Game 7 last night, um, uh, you know, and then they were impressive. They were, uh, you know, they controlled most of that play, and they finally got that first goal. They had a, a very decisive advantage in shots, I believe, uh, when they got that first goal. So, um yeah, that, that's uh, – I, I can't – I mean, I know we'll get to predictions later, but, uh, you know, that, that that's a coin toss as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, you know, both both conference finals is, are, are good matchups. They're, they should be good, very entertaining matchups. Scott, uh, real quick, real quick question, if you could quickly answer before I go and then we'll get final thoughts. Do you think the NHL is going to get a lot of ratings? Because, like I said, at the top with some four cities being in – quote-unquote, warm-weather cities? Or do you think there's going to be a uh, ratings grab for the casual fan or in general or not? What are your thoughts on that prediction? No, it, it won't. And I don't think it has anything to do with the, with the warm weather thing. And I think it just has to do with the NHL just being an absolute disaster in marketing. I mean, they did it again. You had, uh, you had the Edmonton game uh, on a Sunday. It was the only game of the day. So what do they do? They put it on at 10 o'clock Eastern. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, I know, I know that there's mm. contracts and, and, and the NBA and stuff. So maybe you don't put it on ESPN. You know, you got TBS and TNT. You could have put it on. Um, you know, all the all three point. of those are basic cable, nationwide basic cable stations. If you have ESPN, you have TBS or you have TNT. So I don't understand why that game had to be a ten. You 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 took half the country by doing that. You you have a great game six. You got the best player in the league. You got Edmonton. You got the the whole country. You know the whole country's Stanley Cup. You know. Uh, 1993 Stanley Cup hopes uh, are hinging on this game. And what do you do? You take half the country and you say, you can't watch this game. <laughs> Not, I mean, you know, that is, you could, but, you know, I'm asleep before bedtime. I think that's an absolute, you know, you know, they've been making just stupid decisions all year long. Um, you, you know, we, we talked about it, that, that Rangers Penguins game, um, that, that was that ABC game. I mean, I, this is the one I'll try and control my voice this time. I uh, went into an absolute frenzy last time talking about it. But uh, remember, like, all they were talking about was Pittsburgh, 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 and then all of a sudden Pittsburgh doesn't make the playoffs. The, the NHL does not know how to market teams. Um, I, I think most of your casual sports fans don't even know who Connor McDavid is. They sure as hell don't know who Leon Dreisaitl is. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I think the ratings are not going to be good because the yeah. casual sports fan was told to watch for Pittsburgh. They were told to watch for Washington. They were told to watch for Boston. And none of those teams are in it. The casual sports fan doesn't know what to do. The casual sports fan does not know if these are games worth watching. And that is 110% the NHL's fault, Gary Bettman's fault, uh, because just the marketing was, was just absolute disaster. So, um no, okay. I think the ratings right. are going to be terrible, and yeah, right. terrible ratings. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, uh, real quick before we get final thoughts on y'all predictions, uh, I think Jason Robertson, uh, who had actually had a good series versus the Wild, uh, was really quiet in that series versus the Kraken. There's no way they're getting past Vegas if he doesn't step up or get back into contributions with with points and and, and at least some some assists. Um, but outside of that, uh. I, I I think Florida is going. Here's my. I'm gonna just put the prediction out. I think they're gonna get. Back, I think they're gonna get past the uh, Hurricanes. I, I think they're. I mean, they, they're just so, such on a roll. When you beat the President's Trophy team and everybody doubts you, the world against you, and pretty much your home, the entire market is against you. It's the same day the Miami Heat got past the Knicks. Florida Panthers get past. 
the, the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, uh, they, they're, 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 there's no way they're stopping now. Why would they stop now? So uh, out West, um, you know, it, it, I think it's big as the Golden Knights. They got too much balance. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, outside of Jack Eichel and Mark Stone, uh, Marshall Saul and um, uh, Stevenson, they got they they got a lot. Their top two lines have been produced in pretty much all series since with Winnipeg, Edmonton. Uh, they've been getting it, and I don't think it's going to stop. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say a final is going to be Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Interesting. Uh, Carl, final thoughts from you? Who, what's your predictions? And then we'll go to Glenn. Get Scott in the route. So my heart, my head's telling me Vegas, but my heart is is going is going with Dallas here, and I think it'll be in seven games uh, with the goaltending being the difference uh, in that particular series. And then on the other side, you know, I'm going to stay with Carolina. You know, the, you know, we see them more. You know, we we know who they are. They've been true to what they have been. They haven't had to deviate much, and so I think Carolina will get through. Uh, and setting up a, a cup final of Dallas and uh, Carolina, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, to, to Scott's point on the on the marketing and the NHL, you know, the one thing that fans have to sort of get themselves out of is that, and I was thinking about this last week, you know, the NHL cannot be controlled by 10 teams, basically. You know, we all know who those 10 teams are. You can kind of write them down, which is the – and because essentially what the TV markets have, have set up, independent of, of what they do in Canada – you know, it's basically 10 American teams and then everybody else. You know, I'm down here. You know, you know the Dallas Stars are not going to, you know, be put on national TV a bunch of times. Carolina's not going to get the same thing. Florida's not going to get the same thing. And you add up a few others as well. And how you get that exposure, you, you need superstar players. That's, that's really where this kind of comes into play. If you don't have them in, in, you know, we don't have them in these markets, unfortunately. You know, Roberts is a very nice player, but he's not a – a transcendent, you know, type of, of, of player that you would tune in to watch, unfortunately. So that is part of the issue. And so when you don't have that, it makes things very, very difficult. Um, and, you know, you just, you know, hey, I don't know what they can do about that necessarily, but, you know, if you've been conditioned to Bruins, Blackhawks, Capitals, Rangers, uh, you know, I'm missing, you know, Toronto, you know, if you're only conditioned to those for – 40, 50 years is what the league has been doing, then you cannot be then surprised when, you know, teams that are non-traditional come up and you're like, who are these guys? That That's, you know, that's a fail, you know, on the part of the league. And then I'll probably a separate final thought. You know, there's been talk apparently about potentially trading uh, Lafreniere or Kako in one of these trades. And my fear is that, you know, much like Tyler Sagan 10 years ago when he was with Boston, when he was the second pick in the draft, and quote-unquote was not living up to expectation, um, my, you better be very careful about wanting to trade him if you don't believe that he has the ability to climb up the current, you know, pecking order that exists that's in front of him. Because if you're going to pigeonhole him into the role that he is in right now, then you can't be surprised at the results that he is then going to give you. So just something to consider when thinking about this trade, because Boston made that trade 10 years ago and did not get the return on investment for the player that he has. He ended up becoming over the next 10 years. Mm. All right. Shout out to Carl on his final thoughts. And thank you very much. And let's get to Glenn. Uh, let's quickly wrap it up and then go Scott after that. Glenn, your final thoughts, your predictions, and then Scott after that. 
Yeah, one thing I want to say is I don't know how RP and and you to a degree, Steve, don't go insane with all the time you guys spend on uh, the Ranger Twitterverse and Facebook and everything. I've I've spent a lot of time looking at what people are saying over the last, you know, couple of weeks since the season ended. And, oh, man, it's like trade to Aaron. Yeah, but he's got, uh, you know, a no trade clause and he's making $11 million. I don't care. Find a way. Trade him anyway. I mean, the stuff that people are coming out with, hopefully we'll talk about the Rangers at some point later, but, man, it's just nuts. Uh, getting back to the uh, uh, what we got in the conference finals here, um, I, I have always been a firm believer in goaltending, and uh, I do believe that Carolina and Dallas have the better goaltending in these matchups. Uh, so I'm going to uh, go with Carolina sticking to their system and uh, finally finding a way to uh, extinguish uh, the uh, – the the meteorite that uh, Florida has become. Um, although, you know, I have to say, I mean, Florida's got a better chance of beating Carolina than they did Boston. So, you know, you never know. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think the finals are going to be uh, uh, Dallas because uh, I think they're goaltending. I think they have the best goaltender who's left. Uh, I also think they have a good uh, team defense structure. Uh, I think they've got a, a, a clutch player and a guy like Pavelski. I think they've got two other guys in Robertson and Rupe Hintz that are are two of the better players in the league that nobody knows about. Um, and uh, so I think they're going to wind up uh, prevailing in the West. And uh, in the East, I, I just think the uh, the it, it's time for Carolina. They've been knocking on the door for a while. Like Carl said, they've gotten to the conference finals. Um, and that's usually a sign of uh, a team that's ready to take that next step. So uh, I'm looking at two good series. Uh, in the conference finals, but I think ultimately it's going to be Dallas and Carolina for the Stanley Cup. Right on, man. Shout out to Glenn, man. Thanks on that. And, Scott, you can wrap it up with your final thoughts in the West East, your prediction, and we're out. Glenn, you stole my thunder with the last thing you said. I was I was just about that. I was still going to do it. I was going to compare uh, Carolina to Detroit from the 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the 94 team that was the major upset to uh, San Jose. The 95 team that set a record and got swept in the finals. You know, Detroit was, you know, every year was supposed to be their year. And then until it finally was. But they were, you know playoff underachievers and, 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 and quote-unquote cursed until they finally weren't. And I think yeah. Carolina's coming up on that as well. They've uh, they've been a legit contender for, what, five, five maybe six years now, uh, and every year it kind of ends in heartbreak. So on one hand, I want to say that it's their year for that. On the other hand, Florida kind of reminds me of a uh, different sport completely, but uh, Virginia basketball, when they were uh, a couple years ago, they were a, a one seed, far and away the best team uh, in in all of college and became the first team to ever get knocked off by a 16 seed, uh, you know, and then the very next year they went out and then won the title. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting, uh, you know, UVA vibes out of Florida in last year's, uh, you know, disaster. And now they're trying to make it right for this year. So I'm getting both. I'm getting Detroit vibes from Carolina and I'm getting UVA vibes from, uh, from Florida. <laughs> Honestly, it's a coin toss as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm rooting for Carolina. So I guess, uh, you, you know, I don't know if they're uh, if they could stop that Cinderella train, but uh, I guess if I had to pick one, I'm I'm going to go with Carolina. I think uh, I agree, uh, Glenn. I think it is their time uh, in the West. I think 
that's also a coin toss as far as I'm concerned. I don't want my uh, my hate of Vegas to try and get in the way of objectivity here. Uh, so I'm definitely rooting for Dallas. I think uh, I think overall, top to bottom, I think Vegas is the better team. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick Dallas there as well. And um, you guys were talking about the goaltending. As far as the goaltending goes, I don't think goaltending is, is that much of, a, of an advantage for any of these four teams. You know, we've talked about this in the past. You know, in the pre-05 lockout, you know, you needed a Wob, Hashik, Brodor, Richter. You know, you needed a top goalie in the league to win the cup. And now, it, you know, since the game completely changed post-lockout, you know, look at some of the names who won the Stanley Cup. Cam Ward, Darcy Kemper, Matt Murray, Braden Holpe, Corey Crawford. You know, these are not elite goalies by any means. Uh, I think now with the way the game is, you just need a very good goaltender with an absolute who happens to be playing the best hockey of his life at the right time with an absolute lights out team of support uh, and I don't think anyone is not at that level I think the only two really weak link goalies out of the 16 to start were Toronto as usual uh, and Edmonton as usual and they're both not a factor if one of those two teams was still around I think goaltending would be a significant issue I personally don't believe that uh, you know any of these goalies are significantly better or or worse, I think Bobrovsky when he's on is, as we know, he's one of he's one of Vesna. I think Bobrovsky when he's on his game, as he has been all playoffs long, is far and away the best goalie there. But I don't think anybody is, is really a weak link out of the four, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, not uh, yeah. So that's that. So I'm going Dallas, Carolina in the finals. Sounds good, gentlemen. We're wrapping it up. We'll be back to see the progress of the conference finals. And we'll talk more next week, 8 p.m., and then uh, we'll get a little bit of news list in the episode. Carl, Glenn, and Scott, myself, uh, Ring Podcast for Major Proud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. God, for you on next Tuesday, and we'll see how this goes with the final four, uh, Carolina, Florida, Vegas, and Dallas. Sound great, so bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blee blue, blee blue, blee blue.